Alright everybody, welcome back to On the Trail of the Shuddies. We are back and feeling better than ever. Um, better than last week. Yes. That's for sure. <laughs> last week I was feeling all kinds of funky um, mentally and emotionally. It, we'd had some stressful things happen um, and it was, it was kind of brutal. Um, but... Uh, We've had a great day today. Um, yeah. Good talks, good walks. Went to our favorite walk spot after I worked today. The Lord's been speaking into our hearts and our minds um, some good truths. So um, it's time to record episode two. Um, quick update. We passed 100 new listeners on Spotify, Ooh. which is mind-blowing. 100 people have listened to our podcast on spotify 150 i think total listens or 140 something i don't remember the last tally um but what that means is that we are now eligible on the trail for the chuddies is now eligible for ambassador ad reads um so far we have been ad free Mm -hmm. um and i would like to continue it that way but i also would like to continue eating and living <laughs> and uh, driving around. And so um, we are probably going to put some ads on some of our future episodes. Um, you can skip them if you want to, <laughs> I guess. Um, but uh, um, we are going to give that a shot to see if we can make some digital online income um, yeah. through our podcast. Um, so the format of our Regular episodes are not going to change. Uh, we'll just keep doing this, um, but we'll probably have some. We'll have some ad reads, and uh, that will support us um, in our in our efforts. So, um, yeah. Uh, anything else we need to update on before we dive into part two of fitness and body image history? Um, I don't think so. I think uh, I think that's about it. Okay. Right. I think so. Um. With the van, we were gifted by Denver. Shout out again. Um, he's he's a real one. Um, he gave us some sticky tape uh, soundproofing that he had uh, left over from a project. I think he was working on um, Veronica's car to soundproof it more. And he had some leftovers, so he gave it to us. Uh, for free so we have some soundproofing and we're going to put that under the on the insulation um and uh that'll help with keeping the van quieter both at night and also on the road um he also lent us some tools so we can we have a saw another drill and uh pretty much all we need to do is get screws and get some imagination and start (laughs) putting some stuff together so Um, we're super excited about that. Our money situation has been the biggest hindrance so far. Mm-hmm. Um, CR is still unemployed, so uh, being on only my income, we've been kind of on crisis mode. Um, so that's really what's holding us back from major progress is that pretty much any dollar that we get in has to go towards like food <laughs> or, or electrical yeah. 
so far it's been food and gas, but electrical bill is coming up, and uh, I do get paid this week. But anyway, that being said, um, Ciara has some questions for me about my history with <laughs> body image and with fitness and um, all that. So do you want to kick, kick us off? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if... You guys listened to last week's episode. Um, we started this little mini series. It's just a two episode um, series about um, fitness and body image and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and so last week I shared my story, and this week Reagan's gonna share his. And um, they, I think they're they're both pretty different and maybe a yeah. little similar. Um, so yeah, so I have. A couple questions, a few questions I'm going to ask Reagan, and um, this this episode will be story time with Reagan. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so Reagan, my first question okay. is, um, it's not really a question, it's just mm-hmm. like a prompt, um, but um, tell me about your fitness journey, and how did you, how did you get to where you are today? Okay, well that's a long story, <laughs> but I can tell it. Um, cool. I'll start with saying I grew very tall very quickly. Um, For any of you listeners who know me in real life, you know that I'm tall. And I've been taller than six foot since age 13. Um, Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was 13 years old and I'd already hit 6'1". Um... Currently, I think if you want an accurate estimate, I'm six two and seven eighths. Um, That's six three. Which is six three whenever I put any shoe on, yeah. <laughs> um, especially if I put on like my boots or something like that. It then looks more like six three and a half, six four. Um, so I'm I'm a tall boy. Uh, I don't know what that is in. Hang on a second. In centimeters? Yeah, let me let me look this up real quick because we have some listeners in Europe. Or international. Or international, or the rest of the world who knows what they're doing with measurements yeah, and who use much. the metric. <clears throat> Six foot three inches. Oh, there it is in centimeters. In centimeters. Why is this Google page giving me so much information? I did not ask. Okay. 190.5 centimeters. There you go. Dang. 190. That's like 10 meters, 10 centimeters short of two meters. (laughs) That's, that's a lot. Anyway, point is I've been a tall one for a little while. Um, and for a long time, I was just a tall, skinny boy. So, you know, age 12 to, like, age 18. You know, most of my teen years, I was tall and lanky. Um, just kind of unfamiliar with how tall I was. I remember looking at my um, lower legs, like, my knee to my ankle, and thinking, like, gee whiz, this is ridiculously long. <laughs> um and uh, and in combo with that, being very skinny and having very fast metabolism and, and a relatively 
active life, um, I stayed skinny. Um, you know, I'd be called beanpole and like flagpole, that kind of thing. And it didn't really hurt. Like, I didn't really care. Wait, can, sorry. What's that? Can I bring up the nickname that that kid called you and Heidi? <laughs> You're trying- the, the, twin the, towers. Twin towers. <laughs> the Twin Towers? The Twin Towers. Reagan and his sister Heidi, they were... Heidi's also tall. Yeah, well, yeah, she's wicked tall. She's 5'11". She's 5'11"? Like I think. 5'10", 5'11". I don't know yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's, she's crazy. She's tall. Too. She's tall. Um, but when I when I moved down to Texas, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they were reminiscing on old times mm-hmm. and driving past you know the old places they used to work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they told me that one of their coworkers used to call them the Twin Towers, mm-hmm. and I just lost it. I don't know why mm-hmm. I thought it was so funny, but um, yeah. So that was at a time we worked together. They're they're tall. Anyway. Tall people. The Shucker family is wicked tall. They're all like the short. Rebecca is sh- the shortest one. She's like five, s- no less than five six. Okay. No more than five eight, probably. Yeah, at, I I can testify. <laughs> when I was at Thanksgiving with the whole Shucker family. Oh my god. I felt like I was an ant. They all <laughs> like when they all stood up, like they mm. were all looking down at me, and I was like, "What the heck yeah. is this?" Yeah. Um, because very, everyone very that my people. sisters married are also tall people. Yeah, which doesn't help. So now I feel like I'm going to jack up the whole... <laughs> our um, kids yeah. are going to be, like, <laughs> um, short. That would be funny. I was going to say, like, I think of all the extended family, you are the shortest, so... Which is fine. I'm also the blackest. You. You're also the blackest, <laughs> and I love that about you. Thank you. Um, <coughs> okay, continue with your continue. story. Continue. So I've talked way too much about me being tall, but this is important, I think, because... I'm trying to impress the fact that my mentality and my body image was always, I am tall and skinny. Mm. I am tall and skinny. Tall and skinny. Um, and I was probably 16 or 17 when my mom gave me a membership to the local rec center. Because mm. um, she went there to swim. Uh, swimming is her way to stay fit, and swimming is a great way to stay fit. Um, if you're looking for a, like, if you have kind of fragile bones or, or joints, uh, and you're looking for a low-impact way to um, get your cardio and some muscle work in, swimming is excellent. Go out and swim laps. My mom would do that at the local rec center, and she gave me a membership so I could go too, and they had a little weight weight center, a little gym. Um, Heidi did that some. Mom would go in there occasionally, um, and I started going in there more, um, and at first, I was really hesitant because, like, I didn't want to get muscly and get proud about being muscly, Mm. so it was almost like I refused to work out and get muscly because I thought that it was, like, better for me (laughs) somehow Mm. to not be muscly. Um, but, um, I don't remember exactly what changed that. I think probably the Holy Spirit was just like, you know what, man, you just, you're overthinking it. Just like work out son. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I think I remember what changed it. Um, I was always just strong enough to do everything that I wanted to do. Mm. All the sports that I picked up and played, um, I never played like official sports, but, um, I played pickup like baseball and frisbee and soccer and some basketball and Mm -hmm. volleyball and 
you know, I was always strong enough to do everything that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I realized is like, if what happens if there comes a time where I need to be stronger and I need to do something, but I'm not strong enough to do it. So I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. Let's get stronger. <laughs> so I started going to the gym, uh, started working out. I didn't really have a lot of plan. didn't really have a lot of regularity, but I enjoyed the feeling of going to the gym, drinking a protein shake, doing the workout, um, you know, feeling the muscular work getting done. And um, I liked it. So I did that for a while, probably a year or so. Um, I wouldn't say I really saw any major results, um, except maybe some some growth. I also didn't really do a lot of research around how to grow. And I didn't really have a specific goal. I just wanted to get into the gym and get stronger. Um, I had a coworker who also would occasionally go to that uh, rec center gym until he switched gyms to Crunch Fitness. Um, and he was like, hey man, it's the same price and it's like so much better. So, mm. um, I started a membership there at Crunch Fitness, and that's when I really started um, feeling more comfortable with free weights, with dumbbells, um, or not dumbbells, uh, barbells. Started trying to do stuff with barbells, um, but I was always always scared to like go heavy. Um, I just enjoyed the process of just showing up and like doing some work. Um, what really changed that was. My, in 2020, um, I went hiking with some people, uh, with, uh, for, for a, a, a project, um, that Jason Mann was doing. His doctoral project, um, included, involved a hiking project, a hiking trip with some young adults and met a guy during that trip. His name was Zeth. Um, cool dude. Um, I always liked him. Um, and he played rugby. He was very muscular, very rugged and wild. (laughs) He had dreads, um, very cool dude. And, uh, he was starting after a little, a few months after we met, he was starting an online coaching, fitness coaching business. Um, and he wanted me to be one of his first clients. So I said, yeah, um, I would do it. And, um, so he helped set up some fitness plans for me. He gave me some structure, some direction, um, some things to work toward, and I started working towards that, and I really enjoyed that. He challenged me to start doing like clean pulls and uh, powerlifting moves with the barbell. Um, he challenged me to go heavier on it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think... I think I still have some scars on my shins from doing clean pulls. <laughs> if if any of you out there know, um, when you do a clean pull, you're basically uh, like pulling the weight off the ground very quickly mm-hmm. and trying to pop it off of your thighs. And so I would get bruising on my thighs, um, and it would scrape my my shins every once in a while. Um, but uh, I really liked that. I really enjoyed doing that stuff. Um, and he did a, uh, he had a split set up of like a squat hinge split and, a um, she was squat hinge and I think it was push pull. 
I think so. I don't remember exactly now. Um, so I was doing that at Crunch Fitness. Mm. Um, and then, uh, towards the end of 2020, I went for a semester to the university, um, Laterno, Laterno University. Went there for a semester. Um, I did eventually drop out after one semester, but um, at Laterno, they had a rugby club. And so then I'm like, Ayo Zeth, <laughs> they have a rugby club. And you've always told me about how fun rugby is. I want to give it a shot. Um, he's like, great, go for it. Um, and so I started showing up to practices. Um, I start taking it really seriously. Um, and I start asking Zeth to like give me, like adjust our workouts so that, um, so that it's more rugby focused and rugby focused workouts are like, it's a lot of strength. Um, so we were doing, uh, deadlifts, we were doing squats. I think we were, I think we were still doing clean pulls, but we also tried to focus on, um, explosive strength. Um, cause that's a big thing in rugby. Um, like not only having a lot of strength once, but a lot of strength very quickly and repetitively. Um, so that's, I think when I started to see the most, I started to see a lot more like muscle growth. Um, it was because I was doing like two practices per week, um, which was a lot of cardio, a lot of running, um, a lot of conditioning. My cardio before I went to school, he'd been working on my cardio uh, vascular health and my recovery speed was great. Um, that was, that was the, the, the prime time. <laughs> I felt the most prime fit at that time. I was, um, I think I was still skinny. I wouldn't say I was bulking. Um, but, uh, it was like a skinny fit kind of situation. Um, and I could feel, I felt healthy. I could run, um, a good amount. I could run two miles pretty easily. Um, without stopping, I could fit into a good rhythm. Um, he had me doing hit workouts. He had me doing like low impact, long, uh, sustained cardio workouts. Uh, we had an interesting split where one day a week we would do, um, I would do a hit workout. Um, which for if listeners don't know, that stands for H I I T, high intensity interval training. Um, hit workouts are fast paced, um, high intensity workouts that move your body a lot. And the goal, I mean, yeah, they work on muscle development, but the goal is to get your heart rate, um, up as quickly as possible, um, with hit workouts. So <clears throat> hit workouts would like spike my heart rate and then we'd recover. And then I do like a run, I think like a 20 minute run. Um, and what we did was we would, uh, take the spike heart rate. He had me get a heart rate monitor. Um, my highest heart rate I think was 190. Um, that's what it would spike at. And so then we, he would give me, I think about 50 to 60% of that is around like 140, 150, or I think 70% is the goal. So 70% of your highest heart rate um, was around for me around 140 150 beats per minute and then he would also uh, on one of the days he would have me run like a 30 45 minute run trying to maintain that heart rate of 140 150 and sometimes that meant a fast walk <laughs> mm. sometimes that meant a really slow jog um which the point was uh, and th i had to wrap my mind around this 
I'm going way too much detail around this, <laughs> but um, it's confusing to me at first, but I figured it out. Um, basically, he, he, we wanted to treat my heart like a muscle. And when you have, when you, with your regular muscles, you lift, um, a, a c- consistent weight, um, for a long period of time. And that strengthens that muscle. And when the mu- muscle is strengthened, it can also recover quickly. So with the heart, the goal was to put it under load, a consistent load for an ex- extended period of time. Um, because if all you're doing, if you're not paying attention to your heart rate, and it's spiking and then dropping and then spiking and then dropping, that's like trying to do a bicep curl with a 10-pound weight and then jump into a 60-pound weight and then going back down to a 20-pound weight <laughs> and then jumping back up to a 60-pound. You know, it's, 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 the, the consistency is what really grows the muscle. So it was during that time that I had the best cardio recovery. Um, I had the most uh, flexibility. Um, I had the most um, strength of my life. I think when I was playing rugby, um, did you did you feel like the best at that time? I did. Like, I felt great. Like the um, maximum. Capacity. I experimented with fasting uh, during that time. I experimented with fasting workout, fasted workouts, mm-hmm. fasted rugby practices. Um, I fasted for seventy-two hours. Oof. I think during that time, or was it seventy? I don't remember. Um, and that was really cool. Um. So, yeah, I felt the most athletic in my entire life <laughs> during that time period. Um, Do you remember if you felt that that added value to what you previously identified yourself as, like just tall and skinny? Or did, did you feel like... Yeah, yeah. I, at, at that point, I saw that there was a benefit in being strong. Mm-hmm. And I, saw a desi- I des- felt a desire to be muscular um mm-hmm. and i think yeah it was probably a little selfish i wanted to be strong and bulked up <laughs> well that's i mean um, like you're in your own body so you totally get to yeah you want to feel good about it i think for some reason i just felt like there was a lot of shame around wanting to look like that mm. was it because you didn't grow up with that or um uh, that and combined with the fact that um my perspective was like outrageous Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations. <laughs> okay. And like dumb bimbos that are just all muscles and no brains. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a good role model of someone who was highly physically fit and also extremely mentally sharp and intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like one or the other. <laughs> all of my family was always extremely mentally sharp. Or, like, highly intelligent, very educated, and um, didn't really put much focus toward their physical fitness. Not to say that they weren't physically fit. I think a lot of my fam- family members are naturally physically fit because they just eat healthily. Um, but they didn't, like, train mm-hmm. in a gym for muscle growth. Um, so, yeah. Um, moving to North Carolina at the end of 2020 start of 2021 took a break from working out for a while until i could afford to find a gym and uh messed around with planet fitness some and that sucked um eventually got plugged into a fitness connection um with my friend michael 
I need to call him still. I forgot to call him the other day. <laughs> I took a nap. <laughs> I forgot to call him and I fell asleep. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. I was tired. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I, I, I was doing that. Um, and at that time, when I was going to Fitness Connection more, um, I was trying to... I was still lean. Um, my food intake was still healthy. Uh, I think at that time I was working for John Deere, and so my meal schedules were very consistent. Uh, I've talked with you about this, Yara, um, but I haven't told the listeners. Um, when it comes to like meal scheduling um, and eating healthy, the biggest proponent for me, the biggest help for me has been... Um, living a life with a consistent schedule and the biggest harm to eating healthy um as a goal is an inconsistent schedule um so having a consistent schedule with john deere waking up at 4 30 a.m every day um going to work in time for a 6 a.m clock in and around 2 30 3 30 p.m clock out had the lunch at the same time every day um I meal prepped all of my lunches uh, for for a week. For the week, I would I would do that stuff on sometimes Saturday, sometimes Sunday, um, sometimes like I had to do it during the week. Um, but I would meal prep, and meal prepping all of my lunches gave me a chance to have really healthy lunches. Um, I did my best to make healthy like chicken and rice and meat and potatoes and um, not extremely greasy greasy foods uh, I stayed away from the processed foods and the um in the what are they called vending machines um <laughs> mm-hmm. unless you know if I wanted a snack here or there I would do that but I mean that cost money right and so like it was cheaper it was cheaper for me to just buy groceries and then um pre-make my food um since I had since I came home at the same time every day I uh would usually eat left like leftovers or make myself fresh food um breakfasts were all pretty uh slim healthy calories um and uh <clears throat> my my work at John Deere burnt a lot of calories as well so i stayed s- slim um through that time um when i the what 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 really uh oh wait there's one more part of this story I was working there, and summer was coming up. I wanted to bulk. I wanted to like look good for the beach, um, so <laughs> I spent a week <laughs> trying to look good oh. for the beach. Because um, <laughs> you know me, I procrastinate, and I'm like, <laughs> oh snap! I wanted to have a beach body by now, but let's see what I can do in two weeks. Um, Honestly, that's when you start implementing the 100 push-ups a day. Do literally. Push-ups. I literally, I would do that like two weeks before going to the beach. You're like, okay. Bro, that's brutal. You gotta get that beach body tone. Summer shred. Last minute. Literally last minute. So anyway, I was, that's where I was when I met you. Yeah. Um, and you were just amazing. <laughs> you were muscly and fit and toned. Your body looked good. Um, <laughs> and your booty needs some help, but, um... Hey, don't tell them that. <laughs> Well, you didn't really talk about that in your... I, well, I said that I did upper body, and, and, yeah, I was... Her booty needed help. 
it that way. It, I mean, That's it was so it was it was cute. It, it was, doesn't it need little, help now. It was a little I curvy. Promise. It was it was a little. It was there. Tell but, them. Tell them um, that I don't need help anymore. But she had really not put any focus into that when we first yeah, met. Yeah, because because uh, because we all remember from last last week's episode that mm-hmm. I I I want I was I was trying to build a wall and mm-hmm. I I needed help mm-hmm. and I was not focused on the booty and the legs because it was too girly. And well, I can tell that. you right now, she has. She does no longer needs help with the booty. <laughs> She's she is packing cake. She's a regular <laughs> baker out here um, okay. with his cake. Uh, so <laughs> she's she's not having any problems anymore. I'm having different problems, and that's what we're getting to. Um, okay. So I was impressed by you, um, uh-huh. and then a couple weeks later, I say a couple weeks later, like it was two weeks. It was really more like three and a half weeks, mm-hmm. almost a month. It's not quite a month, so I can't really say a month in but good conscience. You conscious. knew pretty quick, though. You knew what you wanted, which is I knew nice. what I wanted. Um, and it was nice to be wanted. It was very I clear knew. to me very quickly that CR was a unique, special person, <laughs> and I wanted her to be in my life in a deep way. Um, very quickly, Aww. I could tell. Even, and I, I told my boys this, I was like, listen, even if CR and I boys. never, like, get together, uh-huh. I want her to be in my life in some way, because she's just so cool, and smart, Yay. and deep and thoughtful, and, uh, well, I mean, we're married now, so, <laughs> anyway, um, that, we met, in, we started dating in July, and we started the bulk soon after, I think, when did we start yes. the bulk? Um... No, I started it November twenty twenty one. Okay, I started you on it in December twenty twenty one. Okay, so December twenty twenty one. I think you. Uh, no, I think it was November. I think we okay. started in November. I want to say we or started in November. November. End of November, December. I so started like, a month before you. Yes. But okay. Um. Into did, January. Did you? February. March. I changed up your book a little bit. You did. Did so? Did you come to me asking for, asking for some help because you wanted your body to look a certain way? I, I did. Can't quite remember. I did. I did. Uh, we'd been dating for a couple months, and we started talking about fitness plans. A couple months, baby. It was like six. Hang on. From July to okay, so five. Y'all, From I might, July to I November. might or might not have receipts on this. Receipts. So. Receipts. You, you know what receipts are. I know what receipts are. Okay. Hello. <laughs> she said, "Who's that woman in your phone?" It's oh, me, it's, guys. It's CR. It's CR. It's CR's me. in my phone. <laughs> I better be the only woman in your phone. Literally. Okay, so right now Reagan is. Yikes! My picture. I like how too. your pictures got blended with my pictures. <laughs> so that's cool. So something that happened last week was. Oh my gosh, the beach. Oh my gosh, it's you. Oh, it's Heidi. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, so distracted. Last, last week, Reagan's phone broke really badly. Yes. And so... Um, that and was part of why I was so... Yeah, it was it was really tragic. Um, so the phone fell on the ground, and it broke, and it won't... <clears throat> it's you, the, Like, you cannot get in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the screen is, is, is broken really badly, um, and it won't really turn on so i happen to have my an old oh yeah (laughs) we're coming across some some pictures of me flexing looking all toned and (laughs) there was a really good finish your story sorry um uh so i happen to have one of my old iphones Mm -hmm. um uh before 
that like wasn't really working too well before I upgraded to another iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still had the old one, and so we put Reagan's SIM card in there, mm-hmm. and now he's using my old phone. Yes. So he's he's. But now I'm an iPhone, which is instead of an Android. And then I I signed into my Google Photos, but then this phone like also has CR's Google Photos. So now my Google Photos <laughs> and CR Google, CR's Google Photos are like merged yeah it's, <laughs> it's really kind funny. of funny actually it's funny seeing my phone like that had all my stuff all my data uh-huh. in there and like all that it's like confused now because reagan has signed Dude, in it does that yeah and so it's like what is going on i try to go to the apple like the app store and it's like sign in for cr's like apple id and i'm like but i'm already signed in with my apple id yeah the phone's really confused but it's kind uh, we, of funny. we i don't think we did a proper factory reset well, it's kind of cute, though, because it's like our marriage. Yeah. <laughs> we merged all our stuff together. Yeah. I was looking for receipts. Also, the hair was looking pretty good. Yeah. Look at your muscle definition. So I'm looking at September, Not the fif- September 15th, 2021. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of myself. I'm flexing in a mirror. Um, and I've got some pretty solid muscle definition. I'm still, I'd say I'm, I'm skinny fit. Yeah. I describe that as skinny fit. Mm-hmm. The, the tricep, obviously I'm flexing, but the tricep, bicep, delt combo is looking clear mm-hmm. um super veiny forearm mm-hmm. um let me see let me look a little further on so at some point i think in these photos i have a picture because uh, I, I took a picture of ciara's workout plan that she made for me mm-hmm. Um, it might be at the end of November or December. Here it oh. is. Yeah, November 27th, Reagan's workout plan. Oh, cool. Uh, she said, I need to rest. I need to use mass gainer protein. Oh, yeah. Bulk, eat for size and calories. Um, lift heavier in the lower rep range. So I started a bulk um, towards the end of November. November mm-hmm. 27th, 2021. Um, and it was a four-day per week, chest and shoulders, and then arms and back. And I think you let me throw in a leg day yeah. on my own. Yeah. Um, so starting from November of 2021 through really, I'd say January. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you tried to make the plan for my summer shred at January on January 31st. Oh, no, that's Jenna. Wait, never mind. That's Jenna's summer shred. Here's some progress pics. Yes. from uh february 2nd so february 2nd i'm looking at pictures of myself uh by that time i'd been working five at f- working out five days a week taking a super mass gainer protein there was like a lot of protein and a lot of calories mm-hmm. i was in a calorie surplus. excess surplus yeah, and i was working out like you got a lot of size there i got yeah. some size in my bicep um i think size in the chest um the 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 core is i mean i'm probably sucking in there but like if i flexed really hard i could try to see and if i flexed really hard and like pulled my skin down i could see abs um i'd say this was the fittest i was in my life Mm -hmm. uh february 2nd the back is looking pretty toned so Um, so what made you want to do the bulk well you told me about it (laughs) and i thought this sounded cool um you told me about it, and um, I liked the idea of gaining mass. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't remember why exactly, but I think also because I wanted to work toward a goal with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been dating for a little while then, and um, I don't know. It was cool. Um, okay, here's the receipt for when the cut began. February 28th. So February at the end of February, she wrote me a plan for a cut, um, which meant I was supposed to go into a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. So stop eating as many calories, do more cardio, mm-hmm. do less heavy weight, um, but more more reps. And I, here's where my story turns south. Oh gosh. Here's where my fitness story turns south. I did not take the cut seriously. <laughs> um, I didn't really work on it. I didn't really um, try. Mm-hmm. I didn't really put a lot of effort into um, losing weight and gaining and keeping the muscle. Um, losing fat, keeping muscle. I didn't really put effort into doing that. And, um, um, sorry, my phone's distracting me now. I kept eating in a calorie surplus. Um, that was the, towards the end of February. And here's the thing that we need to acknowledge when it comes to fitness journeys. Is that your life circumstances impact your fitness journey? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, a fitness journey is not your your current level of fitness is not, and it's where it is devoid of any connection with the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It's not in a vacuum. Um, towards the end of uh, the 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 part of the story, I need to go back to is um i felt really really called by god <clears throat> to quit my job at, at john deere and work as an artist i felt really really called to step out in faith in crazy faith <laughs> quit my job try to make it work as an artist try to make money and so um I caught a cold <laughs> toward the end of December, mm. um, and they wouldn't let me come back to work until I got a cleared COVID test, but I was planning to quit in a couple of weeks anyway, so I just called them up, and I was like, hey, you're not going to let me back because I have a cold, but if I wait till this cold gets cleared, um, then I'd be coming back for like two or three days, and then I'd be quitting anyway, because I already put in my two weeks, mm-hmm. so I just quit um i just stopped working um and was and tried to work out i tried to work as an artist um i painted a commission for a friend of mine um he paid me 60 bucks for it i believe um shout out to josh rogers (laughs) uh i painted a commission for my sister deborah she paid me i think 200 for it 275 i don't remember we haggled a little bit um but grand total, I made less than, I made more like about 300 bucks um, in the months of January 
and February. I was behind on rent. Um, I think I already had food stamps at that time, so I was able to eat, but um, I didn't have a life rhythm anymore. Mm -hmm. I didn't have um, anything to do with my time. Um, Well, I say that I had a lot of ideas of what to do and how to make an artist job work, but I had no structure for it and no idea where to start. Um, <clears throat> and so what realistically ended up happening is I spent, spent most of my time like watching YouTube mm-hmm. and playing video games and painting some, um, trying to take some photos of my paintings. Um, but, uh, you know, it, I didn't really know what I was doing. And, um, that's kind of a tough time in life to look, to look back on because I've definitely felt like a failure. Um, I got, as the time between January and February progressed, going to the gym was like the only thing I could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only like form of regularity. Um, and so doing that helped to keep a rhythm of life. But um, really I was just spending time at home, like didn't really know where to, where to go, what to do. Um, I shot some YouTube videos I created a Patreon. Um, I tried to sign up for some affiliate links. I, I tried to do a, a lot of different things, and nothing. I didn't really stick to any part of it, um, and so none of it really worked. Mm-hmm. None of it really like came to fruition. No, none, none of it really like took off. I didn't stick to it, um, and so to by the end of February, I was mega depressed stressed out about money, super frustrated that I didn't know what I was doing and this didn't seem to be working and I didn't know what to do. All I knew was that I didn't want to work <laughs> for John Deere anymore <laughs> um, and that the Lord had called me to take a step of crazy faith and quit my job and try to be an artist. And I didn't know what it meant to be an artist and I didn't know what it meant to be an artist as a businessman. And I um, <clears throat> tried to reach out to a couple galleries and nobody ever got back to me and, and didn't make any sales really. Um, so that was my mindset for my fitness journey was I had failed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I was a failure and I, like it was, like it was so bad. I'd be, I'd be up till four o'clock in the morning watching YouTube videos. I would be awake when my roommate got up to go to work at Chick-fil-A from the night before. I'd still be awake. (laughs) And then I'd be hating myself Mm. um, for doing that. There was a lot of self-hatred in that time um, as a result of my career. I say career. My job choices. A ton of self-hatred. And so... Into February, you write me a plan to cut, and I'm like, I don't want to do this, <laughs> um, and so I don't. I keep eating ice cream and I keep eating chips and I keep watching YouTube and movies and shows and mm-hmm. playing video games and um, and uh, I stop working out um, because I'm not in the bulk anymore, but I'm also not willing to work on the cut. So I think I ran a couple times, but nothing ever really stuck. There was no consistency. Um, and consistency is the key if you're trying to do anything with fitness. Um, so 
around about, I think, March. When March rent came, time to pay, I was still behind on February rent. And my landlord threatened to evict me if I didn't pay rent, and including the late fee. So I called Joel, <laughs> my brother-in-law Joel, crying. I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, and they've, they've, they bailed me out. <laughs> um, I was really, really blessed by my brother-in-law and by my sister. They, um, they bailed me out. They gave me the money I needed to be able to keep living in the house. And um, it was at that time I started really looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, scro- I was scrolling Indeed. Um, I was probably doing that in February too. I think I think I realized like, hey, yo, this is not working. <laughs> like I need I need to do something else in my life. Um, <clears throat> and so I eventually landed a job at a gelato place and a job with REI, and they were two part-time jobs, and it actually kind of worked. Um, once I started doing that more, I started paying off Joel and Deborah. Um, they paid. They charged. They they wanted me to keep paying them back. Um, and I was willing to, I did it, um, I was able to keep paying rent, um, to this day, I don't really know how much I made working those two part-time jobs, but I think I made pretty good money, Mm. considering my rent was only, like, 600 bucks per month, um, it was actually pretty good, so, uh, then, I was working a lot of hours, (laughs) and not working out, um, and then with part-time jobs, there's no real consistency. The schedule changes week to week. And so um, now I now in my fitness journey, um, I'm not eating healthy. I'm not meal prepping. Mm-hmm. I am not working out. I'm eating whatever I want, whenever I want. And now I have some money to be able to do that. And Ben and Jerry's was my vice. <laughs> um, still love me a good Ben and Jerry's. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's what, that's what my life looked like. And I was just kind of focusing on getting out of that hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I went to, and then, so, so then I had the opportunity in March to go down to Austin to, um, run a camp with Jason. Um, he offered me a job and, uh, I moved, we moved down there, uh, at the end of May mm-hmm. in June. Um, so my first realization that I was gaining weight, unhealthy weight was when we took that photo shoot, um, during the canoeing trip. Oh yeah. Yeah. CR and I were together, um, they took a photo of us together and I look at the photo and like my belly is like round Mm -hmm. and my shoulders are round and my arms are kind of just tubular. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm looking at myself in the photo. I'm like, who is that? I don't look like that. Do I? Because my body image has shifted from being skinny, tall guy Mm -hmm. to muscular tall guy Mm -hmm. or like semi muscular tall guy. Mm -hmm. And then from skinny fit to, like, bigger 
fit, you know, athletic build. So, and then through the emotionally traumatic time of, of like being so stressed about money and like not having a job and then like trying to get my way out of that hole Mm -hmm. financially, um, losing this consistency, losing the pattern of fitness and healthy eating, um, I just lost track of it. I, I didn't even see this happening to my life. And so, um, it was a shock to me to see that, but I kind of just brushed it off, kind of ignored it. Um, didn't really do much about it. Um, but, uh, so that was, that was in June, I think June or July. Um, Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So (coughs) did my, at, at that time for me, last yeah. summer, I was taking creatine, like I talked about yes. last episode. And I take some creatine, yeah, too. Yeah, you're taking creatine, too. Yes. I was, I personally was at the peak of my fitness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my physique and all that. Did did my success in fitness impact you at all? No. Or you okay. <laughs> Not okay, at good. all. Um, I, didn't, I didn't see you and be like, man, she's so fit. I wish I was fit. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't think about that at all. Okay. Um... Um, I don't think I have any photos of myself. I have pictures of you. You have pictures of me around that time? Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, um, how, I don't know if you, you might have just answered it, but uh-huh. how did you feel about yourself, like, when you, when you realized that, like, this is what I look like now, when uh-huh. you sort of, like, your head came out of the dirt and you mm-hmm. just like, like, wow, when you saw that picture, how did yeah. you feel? And how how about your mental health did that affect? I felt not good. Um, I had a chance to weigh myself. And during the bulk, I was 180. Mm -hmm. 180 pounds. My entire life, I'd been like 150, 160. Um, This is your birthday. Okay, yeah. See, look how flat those arms are. How undefined. They are. I also got a pretty probably got a belly there too. Um. Yeah, like the muscles are still there, and I'm not saying I'm weak, mm-hmm. but like the definition disappeared. Um, the definition is gone. The um, athleticism is gone. Um, I say like the 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 big the moments that pulled my head out of the dirt for that was looking at that photo. Um, and then also when I stepped on a scale and whereas all my life I'd been around 150, 160, and then during the bulk, I was 180, like struggling to get to 190. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I'm like 205. I'm like, huh? Mm -hmm. I'm over 200 pounds now. Like, when did this happen? Like I wasn't paying attention. Like what, what happened here? And then how much was, how much was I during our wedding? 230? I think you were 220. 220, okay. I think so. So I've, I've, I've come all the way up to like 220, 230 pounds, which for me was mind-blowing because I never, ever thought about myself being more than 200 pounds. 
I was like, oh, I've always just been like 130, 140. I think I'm 136 was what I was at for a long time. Really? A long, 136 yeah. 136 pounds. pounds at like age 17, 18. I was skinny, dude. You skin and bones, Skinny. Child. Yikes. Right? So that was oh, what wow. I was expecting to see on the scale. And then, and then, you're and then all of a sudden too. it's like 200. And I'm wow. like, what is going on? This mm-hmm. is not real. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Um those pictures of me working out with Joe was, was my first attempt to like try to curb this. Mm. I was like, okay, this is not okay. (laughs) And then when I started trying to go back to work out again, after at that point it had been, I think seven months, seven to eight months of not working out. Um, my stamina was gone. Mm. Like I couldn't run on a treadmill. I couldn't go. I tried to go running. I would try to go running with you Mm -hmm. and I hated it because I felt terrible. All my, joints would immediately start hurting mm-hmm. and um i would just be gasping for breath and just no more stamina after like a half mile whereas i would be able to run like i remember when i first started working out my warm-up was a one mile run at at the uh at a 10 minute mile pace mm. and um recently when i've tried to put that same speed on the treadmill i can't handle it i can't manage it I'm just heavy. Um, whenever we tried to go running together in that summertime time frame, taking creatine, um, I, I I would I would get so tired. Now I was taking creatine too, and I could see the muscle build mm-hmm. in my shoulders and my biceps, and some in my legs as well. Um, but it didn't really do much for my fat percentage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So to answer your question, how did I feel about my body? I hated my body. And I would look at myself in the mirror and I'd be like, that's disgusting. Like, when did your stomach round like that? When did your stomach spill over your pants like that? When did I would try to put on clothes. And there's, it's, it's very unique pain to put on a pair of pants that you've always had and you've always fit your entire for like the last five years I've been able to fit these pants and now I try to go put them on and I can't even button them it's a very unique pain that I've felt and I've never really felt it in any other context than that one um like it's different than the whole concept because like I was used to outgrowing clothes mm-hmm. because I grew so tall so quickly I used I was used to outgrowing shoes and clothes and um like shirts or whatnot put it on like oh man I can't wear this anymore and then when I was bulking I was, you got used to putting on shirts that I was like oh man this is so tight I'm like muscly and strong I can't fit my jeans anymore mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know like my muscles are too big but now it was my stomach that was too big and mm-hmm. I was like this is not okay mm-hmm. um it's a different kind of thing um, and I just wasn't prepared for it. Um, and I'll admit that like feeling that pain and not being prepared for it also drove me to like ignore it mm-hmm. and distract myself because that's what I do with things that I'm uncomfortable with. I ignore them and I distract myself and I pretend it's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm come kind of in a place today where I'm still, honestly, it's gotten at its worst where I started getting a lot of acid reflux. Mm -hmm. 
um, that's that's the the big red alarm. Like my head's out of the dirt now. Mm-hmm. But now the alarm starts going off, and that is when I wake up in the middle of the night puking, <laughs> mm-hmm. because I have terrible acid reflux. Um, I don't. It's not nausea. It's like a burning sensation in my throat, and then if I don't get up and like settle it, it will come out of my mouth. Um, and, uh, I never had experienced that before. And I know acid reflux is not necessarily tied to weight gain. It's more of a diet thing, but diet and weight gain are very closely tied. (laughs) Um, and my diet had, even as we got married and moved in together, like Mm -hmm. we didn't improve it. I didn't improve my diet. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was the big alarm. I was like, okay, you can't just accept that you're heavy now. You can't just mm-hmm. accept that this is the way it is. Like, you got to do something to change this. Now um, there's, like, a health concern. Now there's an actual, like, this is no longer just a passive, like, oh, you're just bigger now and you can't run as fast and as far as you wanted to. Mm-hmm. This is now, like, a okay, this is encroaching upon the the happiness in your life can't sleep well you can only sleep on one side of your body (laughs) i'm a side sleeper i like to toss and turn right well if i lean on sleep if i lay too much on my right side i start getting acid reflux Mm -hmm. um and i was like this is not okay so um that was the big alarm that was like telling me okay this is time to change time to return to a healthier version of you because the truth is i like being healthy and i like the feeling of working out and I liked the feeling of being strong and having athleticism and being able to go on a run and push myself and feeling my body function and work and being strong. <laughs> I like that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I just lost that feeling because I started focusing more on other things that I was feeling. Um, and it's, it's gone now. Well, I mean, it's exponentially harder to get, a, get that, back after you've um fallen off and then to try to um engage in that determination and motivation again um so that makes sense yeah. I was telling Ciara at some point I I fully support um like if someone I'm at a point in my journey now where I'll say if you have always been fit and if you have always just kind of been healthy and athletic, it's been a very educational journey for me and a very humbling journey for me mm-hmm. to kind of let things go a little bit, let it go to seed, and then like wake up one morning unhappy with myself. Not even wake up one morning. It's just like my eyes open in a new way. Mm-hmm looking in the mirror, looking at my, my waist size increasing. I'm, I wear extra large pants now. I always thought I was a medium. I wear large and extra large shirts now. I was always a medium. Um, I wear a 38 waistband now. I was always 32. Mm. 32 by 34, that's what I was for years. And by always, I'm, I'm meaning like the 5 to 10, 5 to 8 years of my teenage growth life. Mm. Um, I was always 32, 34, or 34, yeah, 32, 34. Um, 
so then like within the course of about six months suddenly having to realize um actually you're 38 (laughs) you've gone up four inches in waistband size um you look at you you're 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 kind of beginning to experience this too yourself where you look at pants that you think you'd be able to fit into and then Mm -hmm. you try them on and they're just a little too tight and you're like huh like your whole virtual like perspective has to shift yeah um it's very humbling and very like oh i'm not who i was i'm not who i always lifted myself up to be and i think that's that's like an unintentional identity thing yeah because like as you're like growing up and like Mm -hmm. if like like you and Mm -hmm. me before i i decided to gain weight like um you're you're comfortable with yeah. This is your size. Yep. You're yep. 32 by 34, yep. and like this is like all the other aspects yep. of your life. This is what Reagan does. This is mm-hmm. what Reagan likes. This mm-hmm. is like this is my size. This is right, right, right. And then when kind of like the fish in the water analogy. Finish. Finish talking about fish oh, in the like I'll a big you, fish in small pond. I'll tell you later. Just okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's finish what you were saying. Um, but then like, like, like you were just saying with the whole visual thing. Yeah. Like I was, yeah. you know, looking at pants like mm-hmm. these these should fit and then yeah. they're too tight yeah. or like uh-huh. these look like they'd be too big for me and yeah. then they fit like just right and then you right it's <laughs> it's sort of like messes yes like up with your yes. mind and like how you associate yes. like wait but that that size was how uh-huh. it was for so long like you just said and like mm-hmm. once you get comfortable with that mm-hmm. and then i feel like it's, it's so much easier to go mm-hmm. like if you if you went one size up yeah like if you were like a 30 right. 34 that's understandable yeah, then you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. But then, like, when it's such mm-hmm. a big jump, like, for me, yeah. I went from, in November, I was a size small Yeah. in underwear. Now mm-hmm. I'm a size large. Yeah. And that is, like, what the, like, I when skipped you jump, stages. And when you like, jump two to three heck? sizes in the course of six months. Then you lose the, I feel like you lose the identification, like, mm-hmm. the connection to, mm-hmm. like, no, this is Ciara's size, this right. is Reagan's size. Yeah. And then w- when there's a size that you fit and mm-hmm. you don't fit mm-hmm. what you used to, mm-hmm. It's hard to connect, like, yeah, but this doesn't exactly. feel like me. 100%. I feel like I'm, I'm sizes back. Yeah, yeah. And that's definitely psychological. It's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, if you have, we have, well, okay, not everybody can, can do this, but you, we can, I can estimate, if I look at an item, I can estimate how long it is. Like, if I look at that piece of paper, I can estimate it's probably about eight inches long. Mm. And if I measure it, it's going to be somewhere between seven to nine inches long. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you are estimating something like that, and then you actually go to measure it, and it's like almost twice as big as you thought it was going to be. Right. And then you're like, what and happened? And you're just thrown <laughs> off. You're like, wait, uh, my mm-hmm. scale is off. What happened? Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you think you're driving like just a couple miles, and then you end up like either A, driving only like 10 <laughs> <laughs> like a mile mm-hmm. or like you think you've give, you've driven five miles and you've actually driven 30 mm-hmm. um or you think you've driven 30 miles and you've actually driven five yeah um is if you're sitting in class and you're like ah it's like an hour has gone by and like mm-hmm. 15 minutes has gone by mm-hmm. it's exact it's like what <laughs> this yeah. is annoying um so that's the best way i could describe it it's very educational very humbling um what i was saying before is like if you've not if you've always been healthy, if you've always been skinny and fit, I'm not. I'm not saying you sh- that the listeners should experience this. What I am saying is that it's very educational, and you learn a lot about yourself, mm-hmm. and you learn a lot about what motivates you. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot about what motivates you to keep going, and it's really challenging me to 
examine my motivation for fitness. Yeah. It's really, really challenging me to examine and reevaluate my motivation for why I live the way I live. Mm-hmm. And that is something I highly recommend for anybody yeah. is to really deeply evaluate why I'm living the way I'm living. Um, so, um, and that's, that's why I decided to yeah. gain weight mm-hmm. intentionally, um, mm-hmm. was for that, yeah. for a similar, um, deeper, mm-hmm. um, experience. Yeah. yeah. The fish and water analogy is, um, fish don't know that they're in water. Like, a fish won't realize that it's in water. Kind of like we don't realize that we're just walking through air. We're just walking. We're just living. Mm -hmm. We would suddenly become violently aware of the fact that we were walking and breathing through air Mm -hmm. if the air suddenly changed color. (laughs) Or if the air suddenly became a little bit different. Yeah. And, like, the the, the compounds in the air suddenly changed and suddenly it was a lot harder to breathe. Mm. Um, Same with the fish. Like, the fish is going to... Just all of its preconceived existence is assuming that it's in water. And then if you take to take it out of water, suddenly it's like, whoa, this is diff <laughs> like what is going on? Um, so I I was taken out of my <laughs> fishbowl, <laughs> I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um and I was taken out of this preconceived notion that I am always just skinny and fit. Or then from from being tall and skinny to being just fit and kind of skinny, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 not easy to love myself and it's not easy to value myself still, um, especially like I said, you know, there there's been times in my life where I've been more healthy and more fit, where I could just walk in and like my warm up rep was 135. Mm. And now, like, that's the most I feel comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 a humbling thing to walk into a gym after you've been, uh, after you, like, always used to be able to lift X amount. And then you walk into a gym and you try to lift that amount. And it's like, this is so much heavier and so much harder than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. I can't do as much as I thought I could. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's humbling. It really, really attacks your self-image. It really attacks your, um, your value of who you are, Mm. how much you value yourself. Um, so I'm grateful to have experienced this. Um, I'm looking forward to finishing the journey at a place where I am once again the most fit I've ever been. Mm -hmm. Um. I was I was gonna ask do you do you think you won't feel the feel like you have value in your mm. body until you get back to being a in a more fit right body? No, um, because I think what I'm learning is that life has value regardless of my fitness level. Mm. Um, That's good. Kind of like you and I were talking today about life being valuable and we can be happy mm-hmm. regardless of having a lot of money or no money yeah um and it's kind of like um it's kind of like that i i'm learning that i can be happy 
I can be happy and I can enjoy my life and be um, be loved and I can love and I can be loved mm-hmm. whether I'm mega fit or not. Yeah. Um, you loving my body the way it is helps because I feel like I am embraced and valued mm-hmm. regardless of what my body looks like. It's not a conditional love. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also beginning to learn to love myself in a way that's not conditional. Mm-hmm. Where I say, okay, self, I'm only going to love you if you look like this or if you can yeah. lift this weight or if you can run this far this easily. You know, because then the lines get very blurry and there's, that's where body dysmorphia can come in and be like, Mm -hmm. no matter how fit I get, I'm never satisfied with myself. Mm -hmm. Instead, um, I, I hope to, I look into the future and I hope to start from a base of valuing my body and being happy with myself already Mm -hmm. and then just challenging myself to see how far I can go in the fit, how strong I can get, how, uh, far I can run, (laughs) um, from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you are, you're very helpful to me in, in that journey. So, um, I hope to end the journey in a place where I'm healthier. I'm happy Mm -hmm. eating healthy. I'm happy being healthy. I'm happy being um more fit and uh that starts from a place of being happy where i am yeah um being happy being not so fit and being happy not so athletic um but just choosing to be happy and embracing happiness and love regardless of my fitness physique Mm -hmm. so I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Did you your have story. any other questions? Um, I I think you answered okay. how it changed, mm-hmm. um, how your weight gain yeah. um, changed your view of yourself. Um, yeah. Already. Um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, most of the questions that I had, mm-hmm. I only wrote down three questions, but, like, as I was, like, okay, this is a good transition time. This <laughs> is a good time for me to jump in and ask a question. You, yeah. like, continued talking and then answered the question I was about to ask. <laughs> I was, like, okay, I won't I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It, it, was, it was great. You, cool. You definitely, um, I like the way you told your story, and I appreciate it. Um, Thank you. So Thank you. What is, okay, one question, actually. Yeah. Um, even though your wrap-up was so eloquent, um... <laughs> Yeah. Is, if there's one piece of advice that you would like to tell the listeners or some one big thing, one takeaway that you've learned, um, what would that be? Um, first of all, I apologize for being so long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're in a better mood, so that's why the, this has gone on so long. We're at a one hour, ten minutes. Okay. Yeah, you really were telling your stories. Was, <laughs> what can I say, man? I tell stories. I yeah. I hope they're engaging to listen to, though. I hope they're not tough to listen to. What is one piece of advice I would give to the listeners? Um, 
I think the piece of advice I would give the listeners is that personal life change is good Mm. and it needs to be started from a place of love. Mm. Yeah. I I can elaborate on that, but I will elaborate on that. (laughs) You best believe. Um, (laughs) I love elaborating. (laughs) I love talking. (laughs) Um, This is why I'm I'm a podcaster now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not a YouTuber. Um, Personal life change is good. It's a good thing to desire. It's a good thing to want. And that Mm -hmm. could be in fitness. That can be in finance. It can be in, I guess, love relationship. Like personal life change. However you want to change your life if you see your life and you don't like it and you want to change it that's great like go for it i am all for that and i want to walk with you through that Mm. and the first thing i'm going to say is it has to start in a place of love and acceptance and i say it has to because i think if you don't start in a place of love and acceptance you will be chasing mm. love and acceptance by doing these life changes and the fact of the matter is it's very difficult to to achieve that love and acceptance mm. um, if it's from other people if it's from yourself I, I don't I don't see it being very possible to truly reach a point where you're like, okay, I have achieved the love and acceptance that I want. <laughs> I'm done life changing. <laughs> I'm done changing my life. Every piece of wisdom I've heard about life and what I'm seeing to be real in my own is that chasing approval and love and acceptance by changing something about myself is not a healthy, sustainable way to live. Mm -hmm. And I personally choose, and I personally would advocate other people to choose to live in a way that is healthy and sustainable. Mm -hmm. Whether that be in your fitness life, your finance life, your relationship life, your spiritual life, my 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 vision my goal is to pursue something that's healthy and sustainable um and that 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 comes from accepting that you are loved and accepted mm-hmm. and sometimes i mean i i being religious find that love and that acceptance in the lord in jesus i believe that i am fully loved and fully accepted just the way my spirit and my body is as is um and Ciara you reflect that um you reflect that love into my life physically um and you can speak it into my life (laughs) audibly um which I I very much need (laughs) um but even if you didn't even if a listener doesn't have that kind of connection like you have to get it from yourself you have to love and accept yourself unconditionally um if no one else will i know jesus does and if you don't believe in jesus then you have to (laughs) you have to unconditionally love and appreciate yourself 
and from that place of love and appreciation and acceptance that's where you can start making actual healthy sustainable life change Mm -hmm. for the better that was amazing (laughs) that was beautiful thanks (laughs) (laughs) i feel so inspired by myself (laughs) which sounds kind of rude not rude No, baby, keep, let yourself be inspired by yourself. We got the candles lit in here, the lights are going, Mm -hmm. it's vibey in here, and you just spit some mad um, inspirational facts. I am going to let this wisdom soak into myself. Yes. And I will accept it to be true. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being vulnerable on this podcast episode. Um, and I believe that your story is going to um, be very impactful to our listeners. Thanks. It's impactful to me. Yay. I'm glad. And It's impactful yeah, I mean, to me, too. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I love you, and I love your body, and um, I Thanks. support you on the journey that you're on. Thank you, Ziara. You're welcome. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we... Wrap it up. No. That's it. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. And um, we, on on our podcast, we we definitely want to um, uh, be vulnerable, but also um, uh, show you listeners um, who we, we truly are. So um, if... This this little turn down um, down um, body image road for for two episodes was kind of weird and off guard. It seemed like to you from our regular band talks and um, not so deep. Um, probably next next episode we'll probably get back to what our usual sound is, but um, we're just sort of um, uh, cultivating what we talk about as this is will this one be our seventh episode yeah oh my gosh seventh episode that's That's pretty cool so yeah so we just um we're continuing to feel out how we want the podcast Mm -hmm. to be and just like um spitting out some um some some good episodes Mm -hmm. that we feel good about um Mm -hmm. so i really like this and maybe maybe we'll do some things in the future on more of a two or three part series basis. We should uh, um, we should do some relationship talks. Yeah. Do you think do you think we have enough people to do like a poll or something of like what people want to hear? Oh, uh, possibly. Well, we got we, we at have least, at like, least 100 listeners. <laughs> on Spotify, I think we have 17 followers. Well, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Wow. Now, people don't listen to the new episode very much that's true yeah (laughs) it's kind of interesting how like the most the majority of listens are in the first couple episodes yeah it's like everybody they see oh they have a podcast and they go listen to the first episode Mm -hmm. which makes sense it does make sense but But i feel like the the more recent episodes are like better because then we've gotten more practice talking we talk about like better things our 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 method improves yeah so if somebody's like if somebody's listening to the tale of tulip and like yo this sucks and then they don't come back for like the later episodes like bro you are missing out so interesting looking at the looking at the analytics on on the app um 
Shout out to Spotify for podcasters, by the way. Yeah, this is it a makes pretty it very fantastic, easy. pretty fantastic um, method. But yeah, so like, whoa, jeez. I think, I think this is. Wait, let me look at the. Let me look at the actual episode list. We're looking at our analytics currently. Tale of Tulip, Cross Springs. Okay, so a glimpse of the Y actually gets has more plays. Oh, cool. So that's out of order. But except for one single uh except for one single instance of the 6 episodes we've recorded, the first one has 45 listens, the second one has 31, the fourth one has 29, the third one has 20. Um, the fifth one has 19 and the sixth one has 10. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's so interesting how like the newer episodes have such lower listens compared to like the first well, one. Well, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because the newer ones haven't been out as long as yeah, the first no, one. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. anyway, um, if, if you, uh, whoever's listening to this new episode, whenever you're listening to it, yes. what, uh, if it's this week or yes. like Four weeks from now or something yes. like that. We are gonna put a little poll or like a Well there's also the the, the like the question of like what did you think of the episode? Yeah, that's what I meant. Go put ahead a little and question put your recommendation in there. If yeah. you have a topic that you want us to talk about. Yeah. And maybe we'll put something on Instagram or something like that. That would probably be get more traction. Yeah. Ugh, but it's so awkward. I hate doing stuff it like is. that on Instagram because <laughs> it's like it's like, oh like uh, what do you wanna see? And like right. what do you wanna hear? And then like crickets and like two yeah. people are like <laughs> <laughs> Talk about sushi. I don't know. Talk about sushi. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Like, oh, this is so stupid. That's funny. Um, but anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you if you have a desire for us to talk about a specific topic, uh, feel free to drop it um, on the uh, the bottom of this episode, um, where it says, "What did you think of the episode?" Yeah. Let or, us know. We can see those replies. Or if you if you are closer friends with us or something have our either social media or Mm -hmm. um phone numbers numbers. and you want to text us or whatever that works too that also works shoot us a message so yeah anyway i enjoyed today's episode i really enjoyed hearing you talk yeah um and um we'll catch you guys in the next one